Good morning and welcome to the Be Unconventional podcast. I'm your host, Rakita Harper, and I'm here to help you win this week. So let's dive right in. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to season two, episode three of the Be Unconventional podcast. Today's episode is called Equally Yoked the marriage edition part two. So last week I spoke about how our identity in Christ shapes intimacy with our spouse. And we're still talking about being equally yoked. It's very important. And I wanted to end today by inviting two of my closest friends on here to share a message from the Lord with you guys. I'm excited to have my brother and sister as co-hosts. Welcome Travis and Tiffany. Hey, hey, what up? Pick up I'm so excited. <laughs> Listen, why don't you guys take some time to tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves, whoever wants to go first. Go ahead, Momo. Well, thank you, sir. Um, I'm Tiffany Holloman, and I am married to Travis. We met years ago. I'll let him give the specifics. He's the numbers <laughs> guy. Um, <laughs> but we're out here just following the call and the purpose of the Lord and helping uh, to just fulfill the plan and the purpose for the lives of not only ourselves, but also our children. And we're excited about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm Travis <laughs> Halloween, the one and only. Yes, sir. I love Jesus. And what an honor it is to be on the podcast with our homegirl, Rakita. Uh, yeah, so what my wife said, we're from Virginia. Um, uh, just following the call of God for our lives. Uh, we have been married for, this year makes nine years. Uh, we've known each other for 13 years. And uh, my wife is indeed my best friend. That's the homie right there. Um, so, yeah, we have three beautiful children. Manasseh, he just turned seven last Thursday. We have Abigail, the wonderful Abigail. She's five years old. And we have little Zion, Ziggy. Uh, he's two, and he's definitely the life of the party. Uh, but, yeah, we're Jesus lovers, and uh, we're excited to share our stories with you guys. So it'll be I'm good. I'm excited. I'm so excited. And I just want to say that I am so glad that my husband connected with you, Travis, because mm-hmm. many of mm-hmm. the listeners know <laughs> that I did not want to come to Colorado. So Delta would be all alone in Colorado. And I was like, Lord, (laughs) can you just provide him a friend from Colorado when he leaves me? Mm. And uh, little (laughs) did I know. You was coming too. Well, yeah. Here I I am. I didn't realize I was coming too, but I also didn't realize that the Lord would bless me with a friend. Come on wife and yeah. so the four of us together it's I just awesome. think it's trouble for the enemy's camp a whole yeah, situation no doubt about it that's yeah. all I'm saying so yeah, I'm I, agree with I, you. I agree with you yeah I'm super <laughs> excited I want to just kind of jump right in and start sharing some nuggets I talked a, a lot about what it meant to like know who you are in Christ last week right. and how our identity in Christ really helps us be a good spouse you know what I mean like when you're confident in who you are in Christ you're not worried about whether or not your spouse 
is meeting mm-hmm. your need. You're too Ooh. busy meeting their need. You know what I'm well. saying? <laughs> so and then and then the the more I realize like wow, so many Christian homes don't even realize that. Like yeah. husbands and wives go to church together. Um, they pay tithe, you know, yeah. their children are involved and they still come home and have bitterness and contention and strife and all yeah. of this. And um, I just want to know for you guys, like uh, either one of you can answer this question, but what does being equally yoked mean for y'all? Um, I'll, I'll go first. Um, for, for me, um, equally yoked is most people take it and it just apply to marriage. But to me, the Lord has showed me that that goes across the board with any relationship, um, primarily for us in the being that we are in that, but it's across the board with any relationship. Because if you're yoked with a wrong person, uh, you're trying to go this way, another person is going that way, you're going to end up being stagnant. And you're going to end up, um, like you were saying, people go to church, they do all these things, um, you know, doing all the right things, but they still come home bitter, upset, frustrated. One of the reasons that I think that's, uh, that tends to happen is because you, you look for something in the person that was only meant to be supplied by the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And you, you come up empty because, see, here's the thing. You, you can't deplete the Lord, but you can deplete me. Right. And my father-in-law said this when we got married. He, he made a statement that it took me a couple of years to figure out what he was talking about. But when we got married, uh, standing at the altar, he said, my daughter married a whole man. I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> but but years later, I definitely understand that um, marriage will expose uh, your idiosyncrasies or the things that you lack within yourself. And while I may have been a whole person, my my wife being equally yoked definitely added to me. Yeah. Uh, she brought out things. You know, she kind of polished me up, and I'm still being polished. You know, every day. But being equally yoked, we're able to go same direction and i'm able to allow her to do that i'm not i don't feel lesser than when she points out something or or i don't feel depleted by trying to by loving her because i know she has her own relationship with the lord jesus christ i have my own relationship with the lord jesus christ we serve him collectively but uh in and of ourselves her her being she's found that she's rooted in the lord jesus christ and when i don't have the father's more than willing to meet that need in the same um, over here on my side, I don't look to her for things that only the Lord Jesus can supply. And she isn't taken back by that. She's not offended by that. She knows, okay, I can't help him with that. You know, and it helps uh, to not be in a tug of war with the Lord Jesus Christ because neither one of us will ever amount up to him and what we can to supply. So being equally yoked uh, means that to me, having people who have their own individual relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and bringing that into a relationship and uh, being all that you can be for the person. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. And then uh, one of the things that even Kalisha and I talked about when she did her singles edition, mm-hmm. about being equally yoked means being equally surrendered. Ooh. Come on, Come right. on Kalisha. <laughs> being, being equally yeah. surrendered, it's like uh, su- surrendered in the same way, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I, yeah. Oh, I so good. that even in my <laughs> own marriage, 
I'm like, there are things that um, even with this move to Colorado, I tell people Mm -hmm. my husband heard from the Lord and the general uh, go to Colorado with or without me. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, it, it was, it was one of those things like, I was so adamant about making sure that he followed the the call and the, the, the call of God on his life, the plan of God for his life. And I, even though I didn't want to go, I'm thinking you gotta go. Mm-hmm. And right. as, as your suitable helper, I'm gonna do whatever I need to do for you to go. I I just yep. <laughs> but yeah. what I what I didn't realize was that I had to be equally surrendered. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh. I had to be equally committed to the call. He's not going to call one and not the other. Now, y'all might have two different um, assignments, Mm -hmm. but he's not calling one and not the other. We both got to be equally surrendered to the plan of God because the plan of God for my husband includes me. Come on now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. So Tiffany, Tiffany, yeah, what what do you have to say to what it means to be equally yoked? Well, I just want to say I done been unequally yoked, and I'm glad I'm yoked with the equal right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I um, the thing that comes to mind is the picture of uh, back in the day before we had great technology and invention with uh, with uh, vehicles and things to do farming. But when the people who were responsible for doing farming had to prepare the land, they used an animal and they yoked it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yep. so there were oftentimes two animals or one, but those two animals had to not only be in sync with one another as they fulfilled uh, what was needed, but they also had to be in sync with the farmer. And so that's what I think about when I think about being equally yoked. That's so good. Um, <clears throat> is not only do I have to, to uh, be in sync with my husband, and by in sync, I mean that our heart posture for the Lord, for me, it has to be the same. <laughs> yeah. um, I can't come over here saying Jesus is my all in all, and you over here like, yeah, he all right. No, that's not going to work. Um, right. And then also, no. <laughs> not only do we have to be in sync that way, but we also have to be in sync with the farmer being, you know, being the Lord. And so if our hearts aren't, in unison with him, then this isn't going to work. And so um, I have been in relationships before my marriage, and I have seen the lack of fruit when I've paired myself with someone who just has chosen not to um, walk in right relationship with the father, and then their their heart Mm -hmm. posture was not in the correct place. And so how can two walk together unless they agree? We can't. <laughs> and so um, it's, it's a major blessing. I count it a blessing to say that I have somebody with me that I call my husband who not only loves me, but he loves the father so much for. Yeah. I love that. And y'all are, you mentioned to the listeners that you are parents of three beautiful yes. children. Indeed. So, I, like I've witnessed your parenting, okay? I've like what do you I, think? I have seen the fruit of y'all surrender through your kids. Let me just praise God on that. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> so, but but another thing I want to say is, uh, can you imagine 
what kind like how your children would turn out if y'all were not equally yoked have y'all ever talked mm. about that mm-hmm. <laughs> like wow. how how different do you think it would have been like what is the benefit of being equally yoked even when it comes to parenting children mm. well I'll, I'll jump in and say you know this kind of bleeds into um how many Tiffany met but um I came from a a broken family. So a big family, but very dysfunctional, very broken. Um, I'm not going to say I hate to say it, but a typical black family with all the stuff, all the fussing, the cussing. I mean, and I've often mentioned to my wife, you know, I, um, I grew up in a family where nobody was married. Like nobody. They either had failed marriages or they were not married at all. I even now love my cousins. I love y'all if y'all happen to hear this. But all my, I got a lot of female <laughs> cousins and they got baby daddies, multiple baby daddies. And now they're in a situation where they're raising these children without the father figure or with, with little to none mm. involvement of the father. Well, I came up in a very similar situation. Although my, I was raised in a house with my mom and my stepfather. Um, but my biological father, he was present, but at the same time wasn't present because he was still in the street. He was still, you know, running women, all those, all those things. And um, I ended up, you know, being um, physically abused. And so by my stepfather to where it was just, just violent, man, just violent, you know, being a product of himself, of a mother who raised him without a dad. Mm. So people tend to repeat cycles. And so he, here is this stepfather who really don't want us as, as children and don't know how to be a, a father, trying to father. And he did, a, in the beginning, a horrible job. You know, he would often uh, physically choke me and my brother, beat me and my brother. You know, and then here I am out in the street. That caused me to be very, very violent. I got into the guns. I was drinking, smoking. I was uh, very violent, to say the least. And I ended up going to prison through a series of just uh, broken home, not really having a father figure, not really having somebody to affirm me, speak over my life, give me guidance. Um, I ended up getting off, way off, and at the age of 16 years old, I went to prison. Um, I did a, I did a crime, I did something that landed me in prison for eight years. Uh, at the age of 16 years old, now in the state of Virginia, they will charge you as an adult if you're at the age of 14, while I was 16. Mm-hmm. And the crime was serious enough that landed me in prison during the eight-year sentence. Um, it was during that time that I met the Lord Jesus Christ, and my life was radically changed. And I ended up, um, you know, meeting my wife through a mutual friend. Um, you know, all that time I was in prison, I was in the Word of God. The Lord had dra- just dramatically changed my life. But I met mm-hmm. Tiffany through that. We just became good friends, all those things. And one of the things that I, I always kind of had in my heart, the Lord um, showed me how to be a dad by the lack thereof. Like he became my father and the Lord showed me, he says, I can teach you uh, how to be a father even if you learn what not to do. And that became how I decided to parent. Um, me and Tiffany, you know, fast forward being married, having children, uh, we had two totally different childhoods. My wife ain't never been in a fight a day in her life. Hold <laughs> up, don't <laughs> 
Sitla ain't never been in a fight in her life. And that don't mean she a punk. I don't recommend you try. Come on now. Okay. But I'm just saying. Um, but we came, we had two, you know, all in all seriousness, we had two different um, childhoods. She had a mother and a father in the house, married. I love my in-laws. They the bomb.com. Whereas me, Damn. mine was quite the contrary. Mine was complete contrast. Um, just It was just bad. It was just all bad. And so you bring these two people together in the Lord Jesus Christ, while we are saved, while we are moving forward and doing the, the things of the Lord, there are a lot of things that we don't realize are learned behaviors, you know. So I came into being a parent, uh, didn't even realize I was duplicating what I had experienced because parents wow. tend to repeat what they learned, whether it was wrong or not. You know, um, when I was spanking my child, you know, uh, I would somewhat go overboard to the Lord begin to show me like, hey, you don't always have to use force to make a child understand something. And Tiffany come from, you know, just not not experiencing that. You know, I mean, she had discipline, of course, but it wasn't like I had. And so she helped balance me out. Um, I helped balance her out. And it helps that we both know the Lord and that we're both listening to his heart when it comes to parent our children. I'll let her say a bit more about it because I can keep going. I don't do that. It's good, though. Yeah, and I think that the part being equally yoked while being parent is important when it's just you two, you know, but even more so when you bring other people into the world because um, when the moments call for you to lean and trust on the Holy Spirit or the voice of God to lead and direct you, mm -hmm. um, if your heart is in the right place with the Father, then it's not easy, but easier <laughs> when you get to those tough moments, you know, the moments where you you identify that this is repetition of something that your spouse has experienced in their life, or when you realize this is something that isn't um, necessary for this particular child, um, the Holy Ghost can really help you and mm -hmm. not only help you to have grace with your spouse, but also help you in the delivery of how to confront the situation, um, as well as how to work together in it. Because oftentimes when, when we start um, having children, the people that become enemies are the people who make the children. Right. <laughs> because they, can, they can't agree on how to do one thing together because they both have different ideas. And so um, being equally up is definitely important when it comes to uh, parenting. Um, I think that it just helps you to alleviate a lot of pride and selfishness um, within yourself because a lot of the times that's usually what it is. You think that your way is right. You think that you have all the right. answers and the Holy Spirit will be like, now sit down and listen to me while I tell you the story. <laughs> yeah. and so that has, that has really been the, the, the guiding light for me in parenting is that I did have an amazing parent, you know, but my amazing parents have the same testimony. They came from ab abusive homes and broken homes. And so um, I saw the way that they turned around and did it differently. And so I never um, struggled with, okay, how are how is Travis going to do this with me? You know, because I saw what God did through my parents. And mm, that's um, good. it even more so helped me to know um, that because his heart was surrendered, 
to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, um, he was going to listen to every instruction, including yep. instructions for our children. And yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. And and I will say this, while Delton and I um, don't have children and it wasn't necessarily, um, it's not that we don't like children, everyone. It is just that <laughs> um, we are so equally yoked. We just both didn't have a desire <laughs> to, uh, to have children. So yeah. the thing is that we we are the type of people whose heart is tuned in to heaven mm-hmm. and we have done a lot of things for the Lord that we necessarily didn't, maybe we didn't want to do initially. Mm-hmm. So even when it comes to, and I'm speaking to maybe married couples right now who don't have children and maybe you've decided like, that's not what you want to do. I would, I would go as far as to say, um, don't speak so soon because what if the Lord calls you to do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so yeah. you, you, this is why it's so important for both parties to be equally surrendered. Um, because mm-hmm. I dare not, um, allow my husband to bring an Ishmael to my house. And okay. the bank. What so, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, the Lord might tell him one day, Delta, it's time for you to be a father. Well, the only way he's going to be a father is if I become a mother because ain't nobody else going to do this. Okay. Yeah. That part. <laughs> so yeah. so that, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is it's so important to make sure that both parties are just equally surrendered and I'm not worried about... Th- this is what I tell people all the time. My husband is... Y'all know him. He is an introvert. Okay. No. Uh, he is. He is. Great guy. And he, great guy. He uh loves the house. He loves, you know, people think because he's quiet. I don't know what they mm. think, but the man's heart is tuned into heaven. Yeah. And I would rather have a man who will consult God about any and everything. Yeah, say that. Than a man. Yeah. Who just wants to be out doing stuff all the time? Like mm-hmm. I don't ever have to wonder about where he is. I don't ever have to worry right. about him. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I just don't because he wants to please the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, I think when you use the term um, equally surrendered, is that you've accepted the fact that this is not about you. Correct. Uh, you know, that's not a word you can easily throw around, surrender, surrender. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? <laughs> you, that means that you've accepted that this isn't about you. And right. um, so the Lord began to speak to me about children and about marriage. And if speaking to married couples, if you've been married for any amount of time, you quickly find out uh, it's not about you. <laughs> You're going to change. <laughs> you are going to change. And if you don't think so, uh, I'm not speaking negative things. I'm just speaking actuality. Your marriage will not last. Correct. It's not for selfish people. Marriage is not for selfish folks. And also, that flips in the side of parenting, like you said, you know, right now, that's not what we want. But if the Lord decides, that's what it means to be surrendered because it's what he wants. And then in um, Malachi, the second chapter, I think right about the 13th verse, the Lord gives his heart for children 
a lot of people quote Malachi about tithing, but there's a passage of scripture in there. He says, I do not want you to forsake the wife of your youth that I might have godly offspring. Wait a minute. So the, the reason the father wants you to have children is because he's, he still has covenant on his mind. He's still fulfilling the promise that he told Abraham <laughs> years ago. I want my seed in the earth. And so the Lord is actually, if he does give you children, if he does will that for you, um, you're going to find out how selfish you still are. And you're going to find out how selfless you still, you know, you, you can be. Uh, because children uh, will bring that out of you. They are little bosses. And mm -hmm. they don't pay you. <laughs> they just tell you what they want. <laughs> and you you learn to yield. You learn to grow. You learn to bow the knee to that and say, hey, this is how the Father loves me. This is how my Father cares for me. He's completely selfless in how he handles me. And that goes from marriage and with children. So, yeah. I like that. And Delta and I came uh, from two different childhoods as well. I was the one who came from a broken family. Um, I, I didn't even meet my biological dad until I was eight years old. You know? Mm. So, um, wow. as a woman growing up, in a single parent home, um, you kind of take on a type of masculinity, if you will, because um, mm. there's not, there's there's no masculine figure present, and so I watched my mom work tirelessly um, to make ends meet, to make sure that we had things, um, to make sure that I could participate. Mm in extracurricular activities and I wasn't grateful for it at all. Um, but I, I realize now that what I really wish I could have had was quality time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. that's why I think it's so important who you marry, who you yoke yourself up with. Um, because children don't ask to be here. Nope. And, uh, <laughs> nope. you know, and, and, and I know a whole lot of people who, probably just shouldn't have had them but the lord has these kids here for a reason bless god come on and yeah. uh, <laughs> you know i look at some people that i know who have kids and i just pray like lord send laborers yeah. to their ass. help them you know like <laughs> um yeah so I, I i i know what it's like firsthand to just grow up in a home where there's not two parents and mm. there's a lot of um sacrificing that takes place in homes like that lot. because you know I'll, I'll never forget this one time my mom was like all right baby uh mama just got paid let's go pay some bills and she taught me the value of money she was teaching mm -hmm. me at a very early age mama just got paid four hundred dollars now uh we have to pay to keep the lights on let's subtract right. 150 from that right how much does mama have left oh okay mm. now let's see should we go get food mm. or does mama need gas you see what i'm saying like right. she was teaching me these <laughs> things ah. um and i look back i was like dang that was a very manipulative way to teach me to stop asking her for stuff <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the same time 
How much and, I got left? <laughs> right. So then she'd be like, "Oh, we down to twenty dollars now. Do you do you think you still need that Barbie? No, or does my priority? But I realized now that was her way of <laughs> of bad. teaching me." You know, how, how to pay attention to those things, how to prioritize what is most important in my mm-hmm. life. That's the best way she could have ever done it. And I yeah. grew up to be a very grateful child, understanding that everything is not everything's just not going to be given to you. You have to work. Right. You have to. You know what I'm saying? So I thank yeah. God for the little lessons that I learned. But there were hardships that I experienced that I knew, even though I might not desire to be a mom right now if I ever got that desire I didn't want to be yoked up with somebody that wouldn't make a good Mm -hmm. dad that part you know what I'm saying like at least my children thank me for yoking up with somebody that was a good daddy you know what I mean I'm coming so so, yeah so let's talk a little bit about uh what it means to honor your spouse I think that Mm. Uh, that's kind of like a lost art with today. <laughs> I feel like there's no real honor. Um, I'll give you an example. I travel quite a bit without <clears throat> my husband, and there are people who watch me on social media. They follow me. They know I'm married, mm-hmm. but I may be somewhere without my husband. And I even told my husband. I said, "Bro, I'll wear your last name." Okay, and I want to bring honor to you, even when you're not around. I don't ever yeah, want to put myself in a position to where people start questioning if things are okay at home. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. I have friendships with the opposite sex that are also friends with him, even though he knows them, even though he trusts them. I'll never yeah. put myself in a position for that friendship to be questioned. Um, that's good i never wanted to get back to him that his wife was out there acting a fool and so um what does honor look like for you guys i'm pretty sure it's some of the same things i just said but like what does that look like for you guys go for it mama (laughs) well i think our honor is i'm pretty sure a lot of people would consider it to be very traditional and sense um we don't when it comes to with dealings with people of the opposite sex we're very guarded um i think that also has to do with the type of people that we are um we're very loving people uh both pretty much outgoing and so we don't want that to be skewed differently in others eyes (laughs) and so um we just safeguard ourselves like i know a lot of people are different and their spouses might not have passcodes passwords all that other types of things um but we don't do that like if it's mine you have access to it and i think that helps with account accountability because there are certain Mm -hmm. there have been times where travis will see something from the i'm sorry from the male perspective and i won't necessarily see it the same way and so he'll come to me and say you know you need to be careful with that person because sorry (laughs) are you okay baby Okay, Abby, can you help him? Give him Sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, this this is real life. We're not editing anything. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that was real life. But um, you know, so it's just things like that. We have one Facebook page. It helped us to build trust within our relationship. And so there were a lot of people that I knew that he didn't know when he came into my life. And so rather than him kind of being like suspect, I just was like, listen, we'll have one page and you'll see all of my encounters and communications. And so that's how we do it. And for some people that might be overhaul, but I think that honor is something that is not really valued in our society these days. And mm -hmm. I think that it's necessary for a healthy relationship in a marriage. Yeah. And I think that honor cannot be uh, filtered through how or whether or not it affects you. Uh, that's not true honor. To, uh, for example, um, the whole passcode and sharing Facebook pages, uh, while some people may say, well, I want some sense of privacy for myself, then write this show. You know, you're entitled to that. Um, but it's not about you. It's about the other partner feeling that uh, I'm doing this for you. I want you to know that I'm an open book. I want you to know that I'm not hiding anything for uh, from you. And that will build trust to a person and say, you know what? Yeah, I trust you to go. You can go out. Yeah, you're going to do this. Because you're such an open book, you you built that trust with me, and you honor my opinion. You you honor my feelings. Um, me and Tiffany was talking this morning about what has changed in our lives. Uh, just just a normal husband and wife conversation in the morning. Just woke up, we just chit chatting, talking about how much we've changed. And there are things that we admitted that we now do, but we do it for the other person. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's not even about how I feel. Uh, Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany had a thing before she got married where she would take her time. And I had a pet peeve where I don't like to be late. And so <laughs> my wife will gladly uh, keep staying in bed and and take her time. But she, she has, and I use this term loosely, she's bowed her heart to say, this helps my husband. It doesn't help me. I, I can do it. I, I can lay here. It doesn't affect me. But it affects him. To me, honor looks like that. Honor says, Jesus, you are king. You are Lord. Whatever you want to do, I'm okay with I'm okay with it. And then learning that the Lord is the same way. When he says, hey, Travis, you can choose. Whatever you want to do, I'll bless you in it. Put your hand to it, and I'll bless And there's this ebb and flow that that comes with honor. You know, it's, it's just completely selfless. And mm -hmm. so I thought about this scripture that I really quickly want to share. It's in Ephesians 5. There's a couple of verses, but it's in starting at Ephesians 5, 21. And it says, um, well, verse 20 says, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of of the Lord. Then it goes on talking about wives submitting to your husbands, uh, even as, you know, uh, church or Christ is the head of the church and so on and so forth. And it goes down talking about husbands love your wives and wives respect your husband. And see, the same thing with the respect issue, uh, when it says wives respect your husband, a wife may feel like, hey, I don't, that really doesn't affect me, but the respect isn't for you. 
It's for your husband. It's something you do for him. Independent of you, it's for him. And then you flip that, and for me, it says, well, uh, she wants my affection. She wants to know my pleasure over her life. She wants my love. And I may not always be in that mood. I don't want to, I ain't even feeling like that. But I can't filter it through me. I have to say, well, is, what, is her love tank low? What do I need to, you know, to do towards her, to be towards her, to bless her, to love her? And that's this ebb and flow. And that's what honor looks like to me. It's completely independent of the other person or yourself. You just, I'm doing this for them. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I feel that, though. I, um... I like what you said when you uh, gave the scripture in Ephesians uh, mm -hmm. about submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Right. I right. think a lot of people take that passage of scripture mm -hmm. out of context and make one party inferior to the other one. Like, sure, I've got to submit. And I'm like, did you read before that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Right. I just, I feel like there should be a mutual submission um, as both parties are submitted to the Lord. I think you guys can attest to this and I'm just going to ask, you know, for the listener's sake, but um, Travis, have there been times that you just had to submit to what the Lord was doing through Tiffany? Absolutely. Can you talk oh, about yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, so uh, one of the things that um, my wife has, been a, has always been a worship and a worship leader and um, I have a heart to share in worship as well. And I'll never forget, man, um, my, at, my, at our previous church, shout out to Back Home, V-Life, uh, my wife quickly became the um, worship leader there. And I had to, while I am completely an alpha male, uh, very much a protagonist, the leader, go forth. I got this. I can do this. I had to bow the knee to my wife and to her gifting and being able to arrange and structure. And I saw that the Lord had graced her for it. And there were times, man, Tiffany, <laughs> bump heads on stage, you know, and, and hoping nobody knew, but we did. <laughs> and what I had to do was make the adjustment in my heart. Um, it was something the Lord was doing in her causing her to depend on him, to, to bring out the leader in her. And it was something he was causing to change in me that I can humble myself. I can back up. This is not that, Travis. This is, this is not about you uh, still trying to be the head in this capacity. I'm the head of my marriage, and that only means I serve the most. Mm -hmm. uh, let me speak to that real quick. The Holy yeah. Ghost told me this. Right. Please, please. Uh, when people say, I'm the head, I'm the head of the house, I'm the head of the house, I'm the head. And the Holy Spirit began to tell me, the Holy Spirit began to tell me, sorry, uh, John 13, he says, in order to be the head, what that really means is that you serve the most. I was like, what? That's completely contrary to what is pushed when it right. comes to I'm the head of my household. Uh, I make decisions. No, what it really means is you serve the most. When you don't want to wash the dishes and your wife don't want to wash them, guess what? You're the first to do it. When you yeah. don't want to take the trash out, you're the first to do it. When you don't want to bathe the kids, you're the first to do it. 
It only means you're the first to serve. That's what makes you ahead. For the Lord says, he that desires to be first shall mm-hmm. be last. And in kingdom, everything is flipped. And he yep. taught me that. And so I had to bow out when my wife became the worship leader to not be, uh, you know, and still try to, you know, help her in her leadership position. It wasn't, it wasn't time for that. And the Lord was showing me that, hey, I need to uh, somewhat, somewhat become sandpaper for you in this because you need to bow out. And this is something I'm doing to her. And uh, I learned. I learned a lot. I learned how to shut up, be quiet, and wow. uh, flow with the gifting that is on her life and be okay with that. So, wow. Yeah. Tiffany, I want to ask you, um, as a wife, has there ever been a moment and you don't have to go into detail if you don't want to, but I just want to ask, like, has there ever been a moment where you had to submit to something that your husband was seeing or doing? Um, and even though you didn't, like, uh, okay, this whole Colorado thing, I didn't hear God. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, and I think I think we're on the same page with this. It's we like uh-huh. um like Lord, if I don't go with him, does that mean that I'm not submitting to him? <laughs> like I really just didn't want to yeah. go. So I just want to ask you, like, um, besides that moment, you know, I know we kind of share some sentiments with that, mm-hmm. but besides mm-hmm. that, like, has there been ever been a time where you struggled, like I don't really know if this is a good idea. I don't know if this is God. Like, maybe there wasn't that much security there, but you went ahead and did it anyway, and it ended up being a blessing mm-hmm. for you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, has that ever happened? Most definitely. <laughs> and, um, yes, we definitely favor with the Colorado story. So you heard her story. You pretty much heard all of mine. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um just because you know God, God speaks, and if you're only listening to what you want to listen to in life, yeah. So, anyways, but um, more so with our kids, I think I'll use that as an example, um, and also finances. Um, I grew up, I did grow up with my mom and my dad in the home, um, but my mom is a very direct woman (laughs) and um very independent and um getting into marriage i had to um learn how to relinquish some of my control on the things that i wanted to control you know or Mm -hmm. do it the way i wanted to do it because that's the way i've been doing it um and so that was for me the biggest thing is okay before before i pay a bill i have to talk to my husband and see how he wants to spend the money or before I go out for the night I've got to talk to my husband and see you know how he plans to do something and so um, I think the biggest form of submission would be when it came to raising our kids a lot of the decisions that we made like I would feel one way about something but he would be like no we're not doing that and uh, the most recent one was when we changed the, the things that our kids watched on television Mm. Um, my husband came to me and said, I don't want them to watch this, this, and this, and this is why. And, um, 
it wasn't a bad argument, but I'm a Disney fan. <laughs> I Me grew too. up with the Disney collection. <laughs> I got all the blankets and the posters, you know. <laughs> and so that it hit home. Or, you know, I don't want to tell my kids that Santa is real. What do you what do you mean? And so um, <laughs> those are things that like traditions and stuff like that that I had to say, okay. Why is he telling me this? And they were they were godly reasons, you know. I yep. want my kids to know that the Holy Spirit is alive and well and mm. working in them. And that's the power that they have, not magic, not, you know. And so uh, when it comes to moments like that, I had to surrender um, my fleshly or just the desires that I had just for me and just, well, I want to watch Little Mermaid, you know. And I had to say, okay, we're not going to watch these things in our home. And our kids, we had to sit them down. And I had to come in agreement and not sit beside my husband and say, well, daddy said. I had to say, mommy and daddy don't want you to do this, you know? Yeah. And so I think that is my biggest um, uh, object that I can point to, saying this was a moment where I definitely had to come into submission with my husband. Let me let me speak to that real quick. See, this is why your seven year old know the word of God, though. Okay, so there's fruit behind that submission, yeah. And mm, I, I would even say that anytime, and whoever's listening, I think I might have mentioned this last week, but maybe I should just get y'all's opinion on this. I mentioned last week that you know have an individual responsibility to obey the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and there are times when I, uh, I just feel like if a husband or a wife, I mean, look, look what happened in the garden when somebody tried to get you to submit yeah. to something that God didn't say. Well, for sure. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like you still reproduce for that. Yeah, exactly. And so um I do believe that husbands and wives really need to make sure that they have heard from the Lord before yeah. you know asking the other party to submit to that. Yeah. And and yeah. there should be fruit yeah. from that submission. I am seeing Come on, that's fruit good. of my submission, you know, the submission of coming to Colorado. I wouldn't have met you guys. Um, right. I don't think we right. would be doing this podcast. I don't and it's think... been, man, you guys are awesome. You guys oh, are wonderful. Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> submission, the bomb, right, right. submission to the Lord and then my submission to my husband. Um, and I'm looking at y'all's children, you know, Tiffany talking about submitting to this idea that this is not what we want our children to watch but when your right. seven-year-old start coughing and rebuking the devil i'm like oh okay. <laughs> yeah. and get and you know that's man i didn't have that you yeah. know i was made to go to church but the structure mm-hmm. and the reasoning behind decisions were not explained to me and you and it, this is typical of the black family don't ask me why. Just do what I said. Correct. Uh, and I guess I get that to a degree, but that, it, in the long haul, it doesn't benefit a child Mm-mm. to not know why 
uh, a decision is being made. Mm-hmm. And so for Manasseh, we're able to explain that to him. And like you said, there's fruit behind it. Honestly, I, I did it because the Lord told me and wasn't even really paying attention to the fruit until, until now our children would go around people and not just you guys, but around people and everybody. And, I, and we're not, I'm not biased just because they're my kids. I'm telling the honors to the living God truth. Everybody who's ever been around our children, like, yo, yo, children are the bomb. They <laughs> listen. They don't rebuttal. There's no temper tantrums, no fussing. They do exactly what they're told while still being children. Yeah. And honestly, I, I, I don't know if my wife, you know, shared this, but I haven't thought nothing of it. I wasn't doing it to, for people to say, right. you got awesome children. It was really for their benefit because a living God holds me responsible as, as their father. And that's why decisions were made. And my wife, I'm so grateful, didn't fight me on it. Um, I was telling a friend of mine today, I personally believe that you can marry the wrong person. Oh, yes. I believe this, right? I believe some people have made that mistake. Mm-hmm. And it's been a tug of war. It's been a fight. Everything is a fight. Who going to wash the dishes? It's just a, it's just a whole... Nobody wants to surrender. Nobody wants to bother me. And especially when it comes to children, they end up staying married just for the children. And the moment the children roll out, I want a divorce. Mm-hmm. I want out. You know, and so um, me and Tiffany have purposely, you know, decided to parent together uh, to explain whys to the children. If they ask why, um, I will endeavor to explain it to them. And this is why we're making this decision. This is why we're doing that. And and like you said, there's fruit behind it. Man, it came downstairs today and said, Dad, I turned to Psalms 23 and ministered to my sister and explained <laughs> it to her. And Abby began to tell me what she, what man is standing beside her helping her without me being <laughs> questioned. Me and Tiffany downstairs ain't got nothing to do with what they're talking about. And they're talking about the Lord Jesus and about Psalms 23, reading their Bible, opening. He's seven. She's five. And I believe that Jesus gets the credit because we're only doing what he told us to do. And my wife didn't fight me on it. Well, it's a mission when the father submitted, the mother submitted, the children are submitted. <laughs> like, it's just going to be, it's just going to be fruit. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I just, I love that. And I hope the listeners, whoever's listening to this, um now if you marry we ain't advising you to go and leave your husband or wife (laughs) if y'all don't seem to be equally (laughs) yoked right now that is not what we're saying (laughs) Mm -mm. um because there's grace for that you know there's grace for that when you're in a covenant but i would ask the listeners to reassess some things take a moment Mm. and look within and ask the Lord, Lord, before I come to you, tattletelling on my spouse, am I submitted to you, Lord? You know, have <laughs> I have I fully surrendered to you, Lord, before I come and talk to you about my husband, before I come and talk to you about my wife? How do you look at me? Do you see me as surrendered? Right. I think I think that's what we need to start doing as individuals. Before we go to God about anybody mm. else, this isn't even just, I know this is a married edition, but I'm talking about business partners, friendships, 
you know, before I come to you about any offense, any wrongdoing that somebody has done to me, right. what could I have done differently? How can I make come sure on. that I'm submitted to the Lord first? You know, because that's mm. what it's going to take. The Lord cares about our yeah, spouse. The Lord loves our spouses more than we yeah. do. Yeah. Yes. And uh, if I'm fully submitted to the Lord, then I'm going to be able to hear the Lord teach me how to love my husband, how to respect my husband. That what does my husband mm -hmm. need today? How does his love tank need to be filled? Or, you know Ooh. what I I just, I just, yeah, I just, I want y'all to reassess some things. Um, be unconventional about it. That's the whole point of this podcast is to do things differently than what society is doing. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, taking hold of the <laughs> Christ identity and going against the current, going against the grain. So I want to ask you guys, Tiffany, and I'm putting you on the spot. I want to okay. ask you if you have a challenge this week for wives and Travis, I want to ask you if you have a challenge this week for husbands. So, mm. whoever wants to go first with your challenge, just go right ahead. Go ahead, yeah. Miss <laughs> I'll go first. Um, it's something that I want to challenge you to do is to um, see the picture that God is painting with your life and your marriage. Um, and that's something that, you know, we talked about giving our children the reasoning behind why they couldn't watch the shows. Everything that the father has said was for a reason. Every every rule that was put into place, every king <laughs> um, that was anointed by God was for a reason. Um, and, and so I just challenge you to look into the eyes of your father, into his heart, um, through your quiet time, your personal time with him, um, and to see the picture that he has painted for your life. Um, and I believe that also as women, we have a, a tendency to, if we're not led by our emotions, we're led by um, the security of a thing. So if my job keeps me secure, then I'll stay in it. Or if my husband makes me feel protected, then everything is fine. But the moment he does something where I don't feel protected mm. or I don't feel secure, then something's wrong. Um, I challenge you not mm. to be led by those things, but to, to be led by the spirit of God. We have within ourselves the amazing ability to be very fickle and to change with the wind. <laughs> um, and then as women, we also have, you know, things that some of us deal with hormon hormonally or um, just, you know, the time within our natural bodies. You know, if you're pregnant or if you're going through menopause, a lot of things might try to be your leading a factor in, in making decisions or how you feel. But I just challenge you to lean on on the Father God to see the picture that he is painting and allow him to lead you in everything that you do within this next week because I believe that that will help not only your marriage, not only your children if you have them, but it'll help you to be the woman that he's created you to be and to feel the purpose and the plan that he has for your life. I love it. I love mm. it. Travis, what you got? Man, wife dropping bombs. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess what I would speak to is being fully surrendered 
to when it comes to gentlemen. Uh, one of the greatest things, and I, I shared this earlier, but one of the greatest things the Lord has ever, ever taught me um, was what it means to be the head of anything. It only means that I serve the most. And unfortunately, most husbands don't think that way. That is not a conventional way of thinking. That they, to them, it means I take charge, I do this. And I'm a very take charge kind of dude. I am that guy. Um, but the Lord has definitely tapered me off and helped me serve my family better. I am, as head of the household, chief servant. That's what it means. I am chief servant. I am the first to put my life on the line. I am first to study the word of God, get before the Father. I am first to to uh, serve my children and better serve my wife. Do I do it excellently all the time? No. But I'm constantly allowing the Lord to, um, you know, fix whatever needs to be fixed within me so I can keep myself as a servant in my household. Every move I make, everything I do, I do it with my family in mind. And so what I would challenge the guys to do is ask yourself, how can I better serve my family? Mm -hmm. The Lord has placed a servant in the household, and it is the man. You are the one to serve your family. You serve them the word. You serve them in prayer. You serve them when you don't feel like doing it. The Lord Jesus, this is the night he's getting ready to give his life. You see him wrap a towel around himself and watch some other men's feet. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, that is not on my mind when I'm about to give my life. But he is <laughs> such a servant. Mm -hmm. Even now, the Lord Jesus is the first to beat you at anything. Right. He's, if you say, Lord, I want to I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and spend time with you, guess who's there at 4.30? <laughs> he is. He's sure. there. It, he, he'll, you will not outserve him. He is the servant, the scripture calls him. And I believe that he is the model man for every man. So I would just you know, put that challenge out there for most men. Husbands, uh, maybe you're not a husband, brothers, nephews, cousins. Uh, find a way to better serve your family. And remember, it has nothing to do with you. To be a servant has nothing to do with you and how you feel about it. So, yeah. That's awesome. Man, I hope y'all listening are enjoying this as much as I have enjoyed chatting with my brother and sister today. I'm going to Ooh, ask... It's been awesome. Man, I hope y'all enjoyed it too, Tiffany and Travis. I hope y'all did. It was a bomb. Such a pleasure. <laughs> well, I wanted to um I always say a prayer over all the listeners and then for those that may be listening just to support, but maybe they like haven't taken that next step to um invite Jesus into their heart, I always do an invitation to Christ as well. So today who of you I wanted to know, Tiffany, if you could pray over the listeners and just speak whatever the Lord has in your heart um, to declare over them. And then when Tiffany is done, Travis, could you lead people to Christ? They can repeat after you and sure. uh, and, and we'll we'll close it out. Mm -hmm. Come on then. <laughs> Um, one thing about the Holloman, he loves pray, so <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> let's do it. 
<laughs> and thank you so much, Rafita, for the invitation to, to be here. And yeah. we definitely count it an honor and a privilege to just share our hearts. We love the Lord, and we love you and Delton. And so thank you so much for this. We are so grateful. Awesome. Thank you for coming. <laughs> well, Father God, um, you're amazing, first of all. Right now, I just come before you, and I lift up every heart of the people that are listening, of their family members. I thank you, Father, that not only are you with us, but you're also with them. Father, that you are ever-present help in time of need. And Mm -hmm. so right now, I just lift up every marriage um, that is going through a bit of tribulation um, or struggle. Father, I thank you that you know the hearts of each of these people, Father, and I thank you that even as they're trying to figure out what to do, that Holy Spirit, you instruct Mm -hmm. them and lead them and guide them how to better come alongside one another and not only be a blessing, but to fulfill what you've called them to do with their lives. Mm -hmm. Father, I call peace into their home, that all, all arguments and strife must stop in the name of Jesus. And we declare that there will be not only Mm -hmm. redemption in their lives, but within their relationship with one another, Father. I thank you for those of us that are married and and we're happy, Father. I thank you that you just continue to show us how to grow even more so within our marriages, that we continue to not only grow um, with one another as husband and wife, but we grow with you as husband and wife, Father God, that we seek your faith more earnestly. And I thank you that that as we do this, Father, that you speak to our hearts and give us instruction and that we're bold enough to stand in the face of a society that says that marriage is unneeded or unnecessary or a thing of the past or just a tax write-off. Father, that, that as we stand before these people, that they see your love and your mercy and yes. your grace and that it draws their heart to know this amazing Father. Yes. And God, I thank you for those who, are, who, are, who may seem defeated and the, and the thought of finding somebody that they can love here on earth as a spouse. Father, I thank you that you are the comforter. You are the one who binds yeah. our wounds. And I thank you that even in the midnight hours when they're home alone trying to figure out where their special someone is, Father, that you are with them. And so, mm-hmm. Father, that your presence is made manifest in their homes, in their cars, and that, God, that that person that you have for them is brought to them and that when they meet them, there's an undeniable fact that it was a gifting from you, Father. I thank you for all of these things. I thank you that as we raise children and as we come into this amazing um, walk of surrender with you, Father, that, that it just becomes an easy thing. That, yeah, the times, the times are different and it calls for a different fight sometimes. But God, I thank you that we don't grow weary in well-doing, Father. And I thank you that we will mm-hmm. see the fruit, not only in, in the Holloman family and the Harper family, but all across the United States and every country in this world, we will see the fruit of being kingsfolk. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So, um, uh, guys, I want to thank you, whoever's listening to, to this podcast, man, uh, just for listening, tuning in and listening and listening to our stories. Um, our story may not be like yours, but um, nevertheless, uh, thank you for listening to ours. And uh, and it's still being written. Um, but I tell you, the difference from me and my wife 
is no doubt the Lord Jesus. Period. Yeah. He doesn't just make a difference. He is a difference. And so I have the privilege of just uh, offering you guys an amazing relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He thanks the world of you. He's actually smitten over you. And he likes you a whole lot. <laughs> and he paid a high price for every person who's listening, who doesn't know him, who, ha who hasn't received the payment, who hasn't acknowledged the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, you have an opportunity to do it right now. For the scripture says in Romans 10, now that if, which means that there's a decision to be made, but he says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart, in your spirit, man, that God raised him from the dead, you will, not maybe, not possibly, but you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is made righteous, and with the mouth confession is made leading unto salvation. Mm -hmm. uh, for the scripture declares, here's one of my favorite verses, the scripture declares, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Come on, I can testify to that. We all can testify to that, that believing in the Lord Jesus Christ is no doubt the most amazing thing mm. uh, in our lives. And so um, we would do it injustice to talk with you about anything, but not talk with you about the Lord Jesus Christ, the one we love, the one we adore. So I just want to give you guys an honor to pray with me, um, meet it with your heart. Uh, most importantly, just believe on it with your heart. And the Holy Spirit will help you believe what, what your mind struggles with, the spirit of the living God, will actually help you believe. So just pray with me. Say, Father, I thank you for your son. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the high price that was paid for my spirit, man, for my being. And Lord, I just ask that you would forgive me of all the sin I've ever committed. And I believe that you already paid the price for those sins to be forgiven. Jesus, I thank you. I believe on you. I believe that you died, that you rose, and that you are alive forevermore. I want you to be Lord of my life. Thank you for being Lord of my life. And I believe that your spirit now lives on the inside of me. And Holy Spirit, help me live the way the Father would have me to live. Help me to realize my Father's affection over my life. And help me to love him the way I need to love him. Help me to see Jesus the way I need to see him. For I ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. And thank you for praying. And uh, I'm sure there was you can reach out to Rakita. Okay. And uh, let her know that you made a confession. Uh, yeah, that's a big deal. Like, that's really sort of a big deal. So let her know. <laughs> yeah, it is. God bless you guys. Thanks for praying with us. Man, and I always say, uh, just like that, welcome to the kingdom of God. <laughs> um, today is the first day of the best days of your new life in Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I do want to know, and at the yes. end of the show, there will be ways that you can uh, let me know that you've accepted Jesus, or you can just let me know how this podcast has helped you. And as a final yeah. word to the Hollemans, is there any way that people can maybe follow you guys and? Uh, get in touch with you. Maybe they would want to tell you personally how this episode has helped them. How can they do that? Mm. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Well, we have one Facebook page <laughs> um, that, <laughs> that we both use, and you can find us on Facebook 
Love Holloman, H-O-L-L-O-M-A-N. And um, Travis isn't really a big Instagram person, but I post for the family. So you can find us on Instagram at Sweetly Anointed. Oh no, oh no, it's Mrs. Holloman. I changed it. <laughs> like that. Uh, so Mrs. Holloman, M-I-S-S-E-S Holloman. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, well, I think that concludes our show. Um, until next time, you guys. Also, this concludes the Equally Yoked series as well. So Cue applause. Yeah. <sighs> If you haven't yet yet heard this um, this three-part series, I think it would bless you. I think Mm -hmm. that it was a perfect way to start season two of the Be Unconventional podcast. So if you haven't listened to all of season one, go back and catch up. Um, But without further ado, you guys, I just want to thank you once again for listening. Thank you, Tiffany and Travis, for joining me uh, today. And uh, you guys have a great, blessed week. Amen. Amen. Talk to you guys later. Bye. If today's episode was a blessing to you, or if you received Jesus into your heart, there are a few ways you can let me know so I and other listeners can celebrate with you. Number one, subscribe and leave a review. Number two, send me a private message on the Be Unconventional Instagram and Facebook socials. Or you can email me at rakitaharper at gmail.com. Number three, leave what I would like to call a victory voicemail by simply using the link in the bio of the Be Unconventional socials on Instagram and Facebook. Your voicemail may end up on an episode. And lastly, share with others. I'm your host, Rakita Harper, reminding you to be encouraged, be empowered, be inspired, but most importantly, be unconventional.